0: Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. The podcast series has been created to shine a light on the diverse and inspiring careers of Australia's pharmacists. Each episode will focus on the varied career opportunities within the pharmacy industry by exploring the career paths taken by leaders in the fields of community pharmacy, hospital, industry, government and professional organisations. Careers never follow a defined path. Everyone's story is different and unique in their own way. The podcast series will help you discover the world of opportunities that exist and reveal pathways to achieve your dreams and aspirations. Whether you are a pharmacy student, early career pharmacist, or simply looking for a change at any stage of your career, the podcast series is designed to help you navigate ways into a career and a life that you love. Your host of the podcast series is Ali Sue. Ali, herself a pharmacist, is now the founder of Global Pharmacy Entrepreneurs and a passionate advocate for pharmacists to grow, innovate, excel, and make a lasting impact in the world. It's now over to our host, Ali Sue.
1: Hi, welcome to your Pharmacy Career podcast. This is Ali Sue. Hope you all had a great time at PSA 22 conference in Sydney. Today I'm speaking with the Vice President of PSA WA Branch Committee, Amidi Dipper. Midi is an early career pharmacist with experience in community pharmacy, policy and advocacy, teaching and research. She has successfully coordinated and introduced a number of innovative programs and services to her practice, including the Your Health Expo for the Pharmacy 777 Group. Demonstrating her capability in project coordination, her passion, organisation skills and professional reputation have earned her a national award, the 2019 MIMS PSA Intern Pharmacist of the Year. Passionate about digital health transformation, Midi is determined to make a meaningful contribution to the pharmacy profession and is currently researching technological needs of pharmacies to enable contemporary pharmacy practice in current and future roles. Without further ado, let's welcome Midi. Hi Midi, welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast.
2: Hi everybody, thank you so much for having me, Ali.
1: 2019 PSA MIMS Intern Pharmacist of the Year. Congratulations. What have you done during your university life? How has those experiences helped you develop into the pharmacist you are now today?
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, So I think to backtrack slightly, from first year I was uh, working in community pharmacy um, and found that that was uh, a really great supplement to studies as well and being able to be embedded in part of a team and, and learning how to work with different um, patients or customers, depending on, on what you refer to them as. Um, and then from there, just really getting involved with like the student initiatives and activities in WAPSA, which was the student organization at my university, Curtin. And so from there, uh, I got the opportunity to be able to get more involved with WAPSA, and that led uh, from, you know, being student representative for my year group to getting involved with NAPSA as well. Um, and so I would say that kind of my involvement with professional organizations or organizations um, from a student level really set me up for things after finishing uni and getting into intern year. So I um, was able to um, work as uh, vice chair for the NAPSA Congress that was held in Perth in 2017. That was a really great opportunity to get to meet Um, people in the industry, um, work with PSA, work with the Guild and a few different organizations as well to deliver that. And then from there, I was able to step into public relations for NAPSA um, as a board director as well within that. And that was really interesting. And then also helping to contribute to a few things um, with IPSF and helping to support the IPSF chair for that as well. Um, and I think that there are a lot of different things that we can learn as students, as interns from our like international peers as well. Um, I should also mention that in fourth year, I uh, spent six weeks at Singapore General Hospital um, for a placement, too. So I think just having a bit of a greater understanding about the roles and things that pharmacists can do in other countries and maybe how we can bring some of those learnings back to, to Australia as well. So from there then went on to do my internship with Pharmacy 777, and I did a placement with them as well. And so they offered me that internship opportunity through that and really kind of dug deep and got involved in professional services and learning different skills. Um, So I'm an immunizing pharmacist. I also have a compounding accreditation as well. And I feel that if I was to describe my kind of community experience, I feel like a, a community pharmacy generalist if i can give it that term i feel like i i can do a lot of different things and some things that are a little bit unusual and weird but i'm definitely quite passionate about learning and and developing my skill set as a pharmacist and and looking at how i can best support the community pharmacy that i'm working in as well through that bit of a summary i think of my kind of journey so far from uni to now Um, and i'm sure there's probably a little bit more that i've missed but just to give it a bit of a, a background yeah
1: So during your intern year, you mentioned you developed Your Health Expo for your pharmacy group. Tell us more about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, So Your Health Expo, by and large, was um, a result of doing a health promotion activity for my intern training program, which I did through the Pharmacy Society. Uh, When I was having a conversation with the other pharmacists and some of um, allied health and GPs as well, we were looking at how we can use the professional services that were offered through the pharmacy and really leverage the fact that you know pharmacy is there, um, we're ready, we're able, we're part of the healthcare team and and these are the ways that we can support you and not only just being your medication expert but also just connecting you with um, other services and things that are in the area as well. So through that we were able to promote and really drive our compounding services, uh, which was a part of as well, um, as well as sleep apnea, um, which I feel like is a another thing kind of in the pocket that I I'm good at and do, but um, it seems like a, a bit of an obscure kind of um, thing sometimes when you're maybe not in a group or a pharmacy setting where you're offering those extended kind of professional services as well. So really using the Health Expo event to be able to showcase the different things that we were offering as a pharmacy, as well as just highlighting the importance of um, preventative care and screening and things like that, and showcasing pharmacy's role in in helping to kind of direct people and, and using pharmacy as kind of a triage as well. But yeah, it was a really great experience. We were able to work with a few um, sponsors for the event as well. And I think using some of my experience from napser and and my work with um, organizations from other roles that I was involved in, I was then able to bring that into community pharmacy, and we were really able to work with a few organizations in that as well, which is great. And then it was something that was then replicated at a few other stores, and that health promotion kind of initiative took a lot of different forms in different, in different stores, um, but again, really just highlighting the role and importance of, of community pharmacists as well.
1: That's great. Great achievements. Back then, you were only an intern pharmacist.
2: Yeah, it, it was definitely full on, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but um, I think uh, just having the pharmacists around me really rally support and support and help champion um, not only my learning, but also just engagement with other healthcare professionals as well was really instrumental to that. That's probably been one of the biggest blessings of my journey so far is that I've um, been able to align myself with people who are really championing that next generation of, of pharmacists um, and helping to kind of push us on to to do other things as well, um, mm-hmm. really expand what it is that we're able to do and highlight and showcase what we're able to do as community pharmacists. So um, after my intern year, um, still working in community pharmacy, I just moved to a, a different location, 777 that had recently been kind of added to the group um, in Jindelee. So working in the professional services team there and, and helping with just day-to-day running of the pharmacy and, and managing the dispensary um, and compounding and sleep apnea and, and vaccinations as well with the team. So having some feelings about digital health and technology in community pharmacy and, and felt that I wanted to maybe pursue a little bit of further study um, and got in contact with um, one of the lecturers at uh, Curtin and, and someone who's a personal friend and mentor of mine, Dr. Faye Sim. Um, and we kind of worked together to create a bit of a research project and, and group looking at the role of technology in professional services and in pharmacy practice and enabling um, pharmacy practice as well. And so have stepped into a research role, research activity, if you will, um, at Curtin. And and so started that April, 2020, which was just incredible timing because of the pandemic. And it was just, it was a crazy time to to say the least. And so, yeah, things in in WA have definitely been, I think, interesting. We've been very locked off from the rest of the country, Um, but I think, yeah, still um, working through, uh, lockdowns and and now a bit of a second or third wave. I'm not quite sure where we're at, but yeah, that's that's kind of been where I've been at at the moment. Have taken maybe a little bit of a, a step back from community just to kind of prevent a little bit of burnout that I was experiencing. Um, but still, kind of doing working um, shifts and and helping out here and there in um, different community pharmacies as well. And have also recently been involved in the mass vaccination clinics um, through the state-run government programs as well. So. I feel like I'm everywhere at once, but uh, still checking along, still, you know, community pharmacy all the way and, and helping to support that as well. And hopefully um, we'll use research to be able to maybe better guide some of the implementation and rollout of digital health in pharmacy practice as well moving forward.
1: Wow, you seem to have very defined direction early on in your career. Do you have any words to share with us? I'm feeling a bit lost and don't know where to go.
2: Yeah, totally. Uh, I think to be honest, a big thing that helped me, as I mentioned earlier, was was getting involved in community pharmacy and working in pharmacy from an early stage. So I feel like by the time I got to graduation and getting ready for intern year, that I was more in tune with what was happening in the profession and the things that were going on and the things that were affecting me. And then I think sometimes it's the feeling that, oh, okay, like uni ends and that means study for me now, but, you know, using, I think, intern year to really kind of hone in on your skills and figure out what it is that you are interested in, what it is that you want to pursue, um, and and maybe looking past the um, feeling of, oh, I need to be in a certain practice area to be a clinical pharmacist or to have a level of expertise or to feel like I'm actually making a difference. I think um, maybe reframing some of um, the terminology and words that we use to describe you know our career paths and, and moving away from feeling like, oh I need to be in a certain role to be considered a certain type of pharmacist. I, I think we should throw that in the bin to be honest. I I don't think that um, at any stage in my career so far that I haven't felt like I'm a clinical pharmacist and I'm using my clinical knowledge. It's just whether or not I'm choosing to do that actively. And I think if we can look at how we can maybe better um, I don't know if it's its place, but maybe change some of that terminology and, and the wording that we use a, around our own perception about a profession and, and where it is that we see it going, I think that really is, is going to be what changes the tide. But I think the other thing as well that has helped me for sure is having people in, in pharmacy and in the pharmacy industry, uh, owners, academics, um, people that are further on um, for me, just in terms of years of registration and working and kind of breadth and depth of experience, and just really honing in on the fact that there are a lot of people that are really championing and, and rallying for the next generation to kind of step into these new and exciting roles. And I think if you surround yourself with people who are disenfranchised, disengaged, who don't really have that direction, you're just going to, you know, be a product of that as well. And so I think if I can put the challenge out there to find people that you really resonate with, they may not necessarily be people that, you know, are from the same state as you or work in the same pharmacy as you per se, uh, but people who, speak well of the profession and I think have that vision for what it could be and what it can be. And I think we're seeing a lot of burnout and fatigue, especially now during the pandemic. I mean, I've, I feel like I've been burnt out and tired, but I think having those almost like resets or breaks just to say, you know what? Yes, it's tough, but how can we make it better for tomorrow? And how can we continue to demonstrate the importance of pharmacists wherever they may be in practice or an experience or whatever. Um, And I think that that's been a big push for me to kind of get involved as well. Biggest takeaway is just not allowing yourself, I think, to feel that you need to be in a particular area to be a clinical pharmacist or to be a good pharmacist or or that there's anything like that. I think, you know, we go through uni and, and we come out with the same qualifications. So like I should be able to practice to the same level as someone who maybe is in a more acute setting, whereas I might be in a more kind of chronic, seeing people day to day, building those relationships, et cetera, et cetera. Another thing that has been helpful for me has been looking at how I can uh, learn from industries other than pharmacy, and then bringing those skills back into pharmacy and into my own practice. And I think to give some examples, during uh, my undergrad degree, I was doing a little bit of work in social media and marketing and working for influencers, if I can call them that. And it was a bit like unusual and a bit niche. But I think that that, for example, really helped me to hone in on my communication skills and understanding some of the ways in which people communicate about themselves and about their roles and their capabilities. And so that is probably an example of of taking a learning from outside the industry and bringing it into your practice and implementing that and then using that to drive change. Um, A more recent example, I just finished a digital health course um, based in Perth, so um, the Perth Biodesign for Digital Health Initiative, um, and that's run in collaboration here with a few different research institutes and universities in WA, Um, and on the back of that we were able to develop a digital health app um, and pitch that to a few different stakeholders in WA Health um, and the digital health space in WA as well. Um, And so at the moment, currently looking at how to bring back those skills and things that I've learned into my own research while simultaneously looking at, okay, do we want to further develop this um, digital health app and, and learning how to do a startup? And these are things that I didn't think that I was ever going to learn how to do or feel were accessible to me, but I think it really comes down to just being willing to learn and understand from people who aren't necessarily pharmacists. Um, But using those skills to kind of hone in and and figure out how we can then develop our own skill set to apply that to pharmacy practice and and make things better as well.
1: I'm also interested to know, because you're the vice president for the WA branch community, you know, from a student early career pharmacist point of view who are not involved in the management with PSA, tell us more about the future. Yeah, definitely
2: future directions or or the direction in which PSA is taking or aiming to take is looking at roles, remuneration, and recognition for pharmacists. And that's pharmacists across all practice settings, across all levels, um, states, territories, everywhere. And I think that more and more we're seeing um, the rise of discussion and dialogue in the industry about okay, where is it that pharmacy sits in the grand context of things? How is it that we can be well-placed to be able to support the healthcare system? How is it that we can, you know, demonstrate the value of pharmacists in the healthcare system as well? And as such, how do we also then demonstrate the need and the necessity to remunerate um, us accordingly as well, you know, looking at just giving COVID vaccinations, for example, and looking at, you know, the disparity in what nursing, medicine paid in comparison to pharmacy and you know you're looking at something that's otherwise the same task being offered in a safe way as well um, and in a similar manner to the nursing and medical counterparts but then not being remunerated as such or to, a sa- to, to the same level and so I think to really dial in and, and hone in on what it is that PSA is trying to do and, and the initiatives that PSA are working on we're really looking at kind of these three core things. Having ECPs or early career pharmacists or pharmacists who um, represent a large kind of variety or group of of us, I think is going to really help to add voice and leverage on people who might not necessarily feel that they have a say. And I think that in doing so, we're going to be able to better advocate for issues and things that aren't necessarily new and have been around for a long time, but actually bringing that to the forefront of people's attention as well. And I think the agenda moving forward is, okay, through the pandemic, we've demonstrated that we can keep our doors open, despite the fact that there's been lockdowns, there's been, you know, waves of of COVID um, throughout communities, but that pharmacy is really a pillar of the community. um, And we really have a a role to play in, in terms of offering some of these preventative measures. So looking at vaccination, for example, and looking at supporting in pr- the provision of, of COVID treatments as well. And I think that pharmacies, I think, is definitely on the radar for a lot of people now who maybe didn't quite consider us you know, a healthcare provider or an us versus them provider of, of health. And I think we've demonstrated that we can provide these services to a high level and to a satisfactory level as well. Um, but simultaneously, if we're gonna continue to provide these services, if we're gonna continue to provide um, these things to the community, that we should be um, compensated as such as well um, in a manner that, you know, makes it a level playing field across the healthcare system as well. Um, we know that we're accessible. We know that patients, consumers, people trust us. Um, and so if we can continue to demonstrate our value um, as we've done so already, we should also then be able to advocate for and drive change and, okay, now remunerate us accordingly. Um, and I think for me personally, I'm, I'm just trying to do away with that feeling of or that notion that pharmacy isn't providing healthcare or isn't providing a healthcare service. Like I'm a healthcare professional, you know, I've got an opera number and I've gone through training to be able to get me to this point. So it's just a matter of kind of getting pharmacy to the, to the table um, and into the grand scheme of, of discussions moving forward in the healthcare system as well. So I'm excited to see what's next for pharmacy. And, and I think that I'm of the opinion of not throwing you know, pharmacy out with the the baby water or bath water or whatever the phrase is. Um, and just knowing that you know things have been been tough, but we've been a really resilient industry. And so I think it's just continuing to demonstrate our value as well. And more and more, I think just demonstrating our value to like future generations as well. I think, or it should be a profession-wide thing that we speak well of our profession so that we're continuing to encourage the next generation of early career pharmacists coming through and students that are coming through universities, but also students that are coming through high schools and deciding, oh, what do I want to be when I grow up? And where is it that I see myself in the future and making pharmacy, you know, an attractive profession to be in. Um, And again, I think that also sits within roles, remuneration and our recognition in in the greater context of the healthcare system. Yeah. So I'm excited to to see what's next. And, And I think stepping into the role of of vice president for WA is uh, really exciting, and getting to work with our state manager and the branch committee to be able to kind of deliver on these things, um, but also look at how we can best support the wide range of of practice settings, but also just geographically, with Western Australia being such a large state, we've got a real vast array of of location and and practice settings, and just catering to pharmacists across the gamut of that as well. Having the foot in the door and and still being a practicing pharmacist in, in community and across a few different things, I think has really helped too, in terms of just keeping an ear to the ground and, and really listening to the opinions and voices of people who have different experiences to me, but with similar themes and, and similar issues that arise. Um, and I think it's just putting that forward in a, in a meaningful way that then helps to drive change um, from a political law and advocating point of view.
1: So last question, what advice would you want to uh, share with our students, early co-pharmacists?
2: I think surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and, and people who are passionate about what they're doing, definitely at times and especially through throughout um, the last couple of years, it's definitely felt grinding it out every day in the trenches, you know, having, you know, people yell at you and the phone ring nonstop and feeling like you're vaccinating the entire world. Um, but I think having that support system around you is is quite helpful as well. And I think if I can also just plug um, pharmacy support services as well, the, the hotline for pharmacists to be able to call and just have a chat, honestly, reach out um, and, and don't feel that, you know, you can't talk about what's happening with you. I think um, mental health is something that often gets put back on the back burner and, and it's something that we need to all be mindful of. But also, uh, second part to that is, um, getting involved in opportunities to be able to like voice your opinions and your beliefs about your experience in your workplace now and, and where you're at and what it is that you're doing and really using the branch community that's in your state or territory to voice, you know, your concerns and your experiences and, and the things that are happening with you just to be able to really like add value and weight to the things that PSA can be working on. And then I think thirdly is finding mentors or people that you can look up to in the profession as well. Um, and I think that that can help a lot in terms of framing future directions and, and maybe looking at areas that you want to expand in or things that you want to learn or do or, or know. And I think sometimes you can feel that oh like you know, is this person too busy? Maybe they might not have time to be able to talk to me or, or listen to you know my experience and, and give me some advice. But I think the worst thing that can happen is that they say no. Um, But honestly, I think in my experience, I found that people have been willing to be able to share their time and and their insight as well. And I've really learned a lot from a lot of different people, um, not just in pharmacy, but definitely people that I consider um, giants in the profession as well. And so I think, yeah, biggest three takeaways, I think, is surround yourself with people who are like minded, get involved when you can and and don't feel like you can't contribute to things if if you're not in a a particular role or um, working uh, in a formal capacity for an organization. Um, and thirdly, uh, yeah, finding um, good mentors that, that you can really use to be able to give you guidance and support um, for your own kind of professional development and journey as well. Biggest part of maybe LinkedIn or social media or um, awards and things like that is that we see, you know, these really kind of peak moments in people's professional careers and, and professional development, but we don't see kind of the everyday nitty gritty grind and hustle to kind of get there yeah don't don't be afraid to reach out I personally hope I'm not scary in any way so like if anyone wants to reach out to me and have a chat like I'd be more than happy to to speak and share a bit about my experience and um, the people that are in my network as well I know I've really benefited from that myself and so if I can do that for someone else I would love to do that but yeah
1: thank you so much
0: thank you Ellie Thank you for listening to this episode of the Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. If you enjoyed this episode and know anyone else who you think would benefit from it, we would be grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we help even more pharmacists develop a career and life they love. If you have any questions or suggestions about future podcast episodes, please reach out to us via email. Info at ravensrecruitment.com.au.